you know, when I took the job in my head, it was my forever job. It was I'm going to retire from this company because I had the structure, because I had the support. I had a very clear plan and I had very clear strategy in place. And that made all the difference. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, financial grown-up friends. So I remember my first day at my first post-college job as what was called a news associate at CNBC and thinking, and this is true, this is literally the best job on the planet. Can't believe they're paying me. I can't believe I got the job. There's money associated. It comes every two weeks. I would literally be happy doing this job forever. I wanted it to be my forever job. I hope you guys have all had that feeling, the excitement and the optimism of working somewhere you hope you can stay forever. That was Julie Finn at Deloitte. She climbed her way up in the consumer product strategy field and had finally made it. And they were super family friendly there. Whatever she needed, they were gonna work with her to make it happen. But then something changed. We'll get to that in a sec, but just quickly, welcome to our new listeners. So excited the show continues to be discovered. And thank you to all of you regulars for sharing it. Please keep telling your friends. Word of mouth is everything. It is the best way for people to find out about our program. It matters a lot. We keep it short, as you guys know, around 15 minutes, but a lot of our listeners like to stack a few together. Think of it like flex time for podcasts. All right, let's get to Julie. She is a business coach and host of the Working Mothers Mentor Podcast, but it was not long ago that she was in what she thought was her forever job until... As we now know, it wasn't. But the story gets really interesting. Here is Julie Finn. Hey, Julie Finn, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Bobby, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to learn so much from you because you're a business coach and you host the Working Mothers Mentor Podcast, which is very popular. I hear you have some great guests on there. Like you. (laughs) And you've actually turned a lot of your life experience into things that you were teaching so many others. So that's great. So congratulations on all your success. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been quite a journey and it's so fulfilling to be able to do work that you love and to know that you're serving others and empowering and inspiring others. So it's been fantastic. And you brought a money story with you that has to do with something that can be very delicate and really has to be handled the right way in order to have the right financial future, financial exit, I should say. And that is my not so sophisticated way of saying that you're going to talk about exit strategies and the different ways that you've handled them at different points in your career. Go for it. Yes, that's exactly right. And it's funny because when you sit down and think about it, Career choices, so choices to take a job or to leave a job, are really some of the most important financial decisions that we make, but we often don't frame them that way. We frame buying a house or making an investment as a financial decision, but oftentimes when we think about career, we don't think about it that way. And particularly for those of us who have made decisions around leaving jobs later in our career. So I have two kind of big leaps, one in my 30s and one in my 40s. And, you know, those are massive decisions. And so when I look back over those choices that I've made, it's interesting to see how I matured and I approached it very differently when I was in my 40s than I did when I was in my 30s. So let's get specific. Tell us what happened. 
So when I was in my 30s, when I was making the decision to leave a job, it was really based on the fact that I just had my first child. I wanted to go part time. I wasn't able to do that. And I kind of felt backed into a corner. So it, it wasn't like a positive, happy leave. It wasn't a leave that was sort of planned in advance. It wasn't sort of strategized. It was more of like a leap versus fast forward about 10 years. I really worked hard with the company and it was Deloitte and they were super family friendly. They tried very hard to accommodate what I needed at that stage. And what I found is that dropping to part time, which is what my kind of intermediate solution was, wasn't the silver bullet that I kind of envisioned it to be. I think for a lot of working moms, we think, wouldn't it be great if we could have a big corporate job with full benefits and work part time and work from home? That for me was sort of like the holy grail. It's what I had written down on a piece of paper that that's what I wanted. And that's what Deloitte provided for me. And so the decision to leave was not an obvious one. And it was a really difficult one because I had a quote unquote good job. So I knew that if I was going to make a leap from a job like that, it had to be based on something really compelling pulling me and it had to be based on a really logical strategy. And so what I did this time in making that decision is I got support. I worked with coaches. I took online courses. I went to conferences. I made sure that I surrounded myself with others who made similar decisions. I sought out support from my mentors and it made the decision a positive one, and it made the transition a successful one. I found that even though I loved my company and I had a great team, I wasn't passionate about the work, and I knew there was other work I wanted to be doing. So historically, I did consumer product strategy, which is great training, and I got to work with a lot of great clients and great people, but what I'm passionate about is inspiring and supporting women, particularly professional women in living the big life that they are here on earth to live, to overcome the fears and the doubts, to stand in their power. And I got frustrated working with so many really smart women who would doubt themselves and who often were making trade-offs when children came into the mix and they didn't really know how to handle it. And that's part of the reason why I started The Working Mother's Mentor. First as the podcast to give people inspiring stories behind the scenes of really successful people to show you not only how they juggle everything, but how they made career decisions, how they built their businesses, and to show you the messiness, not just the kind of shiny, glossy stuff that you often see. And then also providing actual support through programs and coaching. And so the, the transition from Deloitte has been a, a really positive one. And part of the takeaway of that is as goodwilled and as well-intentioned as the company may be, that does not mean it is your forever job. That's exactly right. And that's part of the reason why it was such a hard decision because I was already over 40. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it was, you know, when I took the job, in my head, it was my forever job. It was, I'm going to retire from this company. And so making that decision to leap into entrepreneurship in my mid-40s you know, for a lot of people, it's a very scary time to make any kind of massive career change. And so for me, you know, part of my tip for people is that make sure if you're making any kind of pivot or massive change that you don't try to do it unsupported and you don't try to do it unguided. So what is the lesson for our listeners from your story of leaving Deloitte for your own, your own entrepreneurial venture? So the real lesson is don't make any big leap or any big decision unsupported and unguided. I think when I look back over the the different decisions I've made in my career, early in my career, I often felt like I was winging it. Whereas with this leap, because I had the structure, because I had the support, I had a very clear plan and I had very clear strategy in place. And that made all the difference. 
Let's talk about your everyday money tip because that also goes along this theme. But let's get very specific. What is it? What can people do? I think it's very important for us all, all professionals, whatever level you are, to continue to invest in yourself in terms of your education and your access to expertise. And what I mean by that is in addition to reading books and having mentors, think about online courses, think about investing in a coach, think about going to conferences. I think for a lot of us, particularly when the busyness of family life and just kind of trying to keep our career on track, when that kind of comes in, development seems to disappear. We, we might do something in our company, they'll have professional development, but I'm talking about you personally, things that are important for you. So for me, like I said, part of what made the decision easier is the fact that I invested. So I took online courses to improve the skills where I needed it. I invested in coaches to give me the, the confidence where I needed it, to give me the push where I needed it, give me the guidance where I needed it. So the important lesson here is don't try to go it alone. Make sure that you continue to invest in yourself. And that way, when you are making these kind of big decisions, you're completely educated around them. Now, are there ways that people who may be tight on money can better afford these things? Because it can get expensive. And you don't know where is the balance there because you're struggling to pay your bills. You want to build up things like an emergency fund. So you maybe can take the leap to be an entrepreneur. How do you know how much is the right amount to spend in time and money? That's a really great question. And so in terms of time, I think for a lot of us, we would say we don't have enough time. So it is about making the decision to prioritize. I think when you take a step back and look, you can certainly find maybe it's two hours a week, maybe it's for a season, maybe it's a weekend conference. So it's about the prioritization, making the time. In terms of money, we should all start to work on having a development part of our budget. And so again, if you take a look at your budget and if you look at things that maybe you're spending money on getting your nails done or getting your hair done or something that feels maybe a little bit less necessary, if you took some of those resources and invested in attending a conference or working with a coach, or if you can't afford a, a coach one-on-one -on -one, investing in a group coaching program, that's often a way to have access to a very seasoned, experienced coach, but without having to pay the fee that you would pay for one-on-one -on -one attention. I think the other thing is there are a lot of great platforms where you can access online courses that are less expensive like Udemy, Teachable. So you can find courses for as little as $59. I mean, some of the more sophisticated courses obviously can cost you, you know, $1,000, $2,000, but you can get started with any budget. Thank you so much. So tell us more about what's going on with you because I know you offer some of this. Yeah, we're having a great time over at the Working Mothers Mentor. So in addition to the podcast, we have a group coaching program that's launching soon that's really designed to support women who are considering leaving their corporate jobs in order to start a business, either as what a lot of people affectionately call a side hustle or to fully replace their full-time income. We also offer group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. The idea is really to support working moms who often feel like they're juggling so much and they don't really know where to go for support. And so that's really our mission. Julia, where were you a few years ago? I needed you so much. I'm so happy that you're here now, though, doing all of this for so many people that really, really will benefit from it. Thank you so much. And it's exactly why I do it, because I needed me <laughs> 10 years ago, and I needed me again three years ago, and I couldn't find me, so I decided to become me. <laughs> so thank you. Before I let you go, tell us all the social channels and, and where people can find you. Well, our website is theworkingmothersmentor.com, and that's a great hub to find out more about our coaching programs, to find out more about the podcast. The podcast, also called The Working Mothers Mentor, you can certainly access on any platform where you currently listen to podcasts, like your podcast. And on social, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Working Mothers Mentor. 
Twitter at Mother's Mentor and me personally, Julie Finn on LinkedIn. You're the best. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Bobby. Hey, friends. So companies have a long way to go towards keeping more women in the workplace, but Julie's story at least shows real progress at some. No hard feelings. It just didn't work out. Financial grown-up tip number one, if and when you leave a company, take a cue from Julie and be gracious. As great as Julie's story is, sometimes we don't have the best feelings when we leave a job and it is really tempting to let them have it. But the truth is, those former coworkers and bosses could well become the best assets you have in your future business ventures. Financial grown-up tip number two, Julie mentioned the importance of investing in continuing education throughout your career. You know, I'm a big fan of this. Many online courses are actually free, and those that are not often go on sale. Sometimes your employer will pay for your classes. Make sure that you know if there are any requirements, like getting a certain grade. Now, if your employer does not pay, you can also often deduct education from your taxes if it meets certain criteria. I'm going to leave some links in the show notes at bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash Julie Finn. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-I-N-N. I will also leave links to some popular online course websites like Udemy, which often has sales, as I mentioned. Classes can be under $10 there. And Coursera, which has partnerships with universities, including my alma mater, Penn. All right. Thanks to Julie for candidly sharing her amicable breakup. It is one thing to storm out of a job you hate. It's another to just, well, not be that into it anymore and leave in search of finding your true love in terms of your career. So thank you to Julie for helping us realize sometimes life isn't so clear cut and getting us one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.